Welcome everyone. This is Marie Waite and we are here at our Zoom talk. And today we have such a special guest and her name is Janine Feeney. Uh, Janine Feeney spent the first 30 years of her career as a sales executive in corporate America. Then at the age of 50, Janine began a new career that she never expected to pursue, network marketing. When Janine's daughter, Lori, shared her desire to join a network marketing company after graduating from college, she quickly discovered that her mom had a very different opinion about this type of business that she did. Their strongly opposing views and the battles that ensued are what inspired them to co-author a book called The Flip Flop CEO which has sold over 100,000 copies. Then five years later, they wrote a sequel to their first book called Does the Shoe Feet? Welcome, Janine, how are you doing? Great, thank you. That is an awesome um, intro for you. So can you tell me more about it? I, I really am very interested about how it all started for you. So, uh, well, it started with my daughter uh, after graduating from college. Um, she got a job right away and backed a wonderful job at a local television station here in Phoenix. And she was miserable. She cried every Sunday night. She could not stand somebody else telling her that she needed to be at work at a certain time and what she had to wear and i think she envisioned working being sort of like college that she would decide all the fun things she wanted to do and then put her classes in around the fun and um so it was a huge wake-up call for her and she just hated it and so she um went to another a couple of other jobs as well and was still miserable. She was earning a really great income. I thought she was doing great because I had spent, you know, 35 years in corporate America doing exactly what she was doing, but she just is a soul that craves freedom. And so she went to a presentation and she heard about network marketing okay. and she came home and she said, she thought I had never heard of it because surely I would have told her about it if I had heard of it because she had a degree in marketing, so she thought she was highly qualified. And so she came home and told me about it, and I just was absolutely resistant, wanted nothing to do with it, told her that she was making a big mistake. She had no idea what she was getting herself into. And the reason my response was that way is because I had had a bad experience about 30 years ago where somebody invited me over to their house for dinner, and I thought it was the only guest and I arrived and there were cars parked out front and there were all kinds of people inside and it turned out to be a business opportunity meeting. So it was a typical bait and switch and I was okay. basically lied to. And so it left a very bad taste in my mouth for network marketing. And I think unfortunately there are a lot of people in my age group, I'm a baby boomer, who have had a similar experience many years ago because I think that people used to be taught to lie. They used to be taught to say whatever they needed to say to get you over to their house so they could, you know, give you this presentation. And so it's really created a huge stigma around network marketing and especially my age group, I think, yeah. uh, still continues to feel that way. So 
it was a very bad, um, bad experience for Lori and I. Um, we battled for a year. Lori just kept, could not understand why I was so closed-minded. I mean, normally I'm very supportive of everything that she does, and I was just resistant to hearing anything else because I honestly thought I knew and she didn't, and I was trying to protect her from these bad people. And so um, it was just a really tough time for us. We 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 battled for a year. Yeah. Well, I can I can totally relate because I've had. Uh, I've been involved in a lot of network marketing companies also. I think there was a point that I had five network marketings all at the same time because I wanted to also experience it uh, myself and really understand what the process is. And I understand now what it takes to be in the network marketing. It is actually not a bad concept. It's actually a very smart concept for a lot of companies because um, it really truly provides some sort of a, a residual to people if they really know how it works but you really have to be uh, to have that certain quality qualities and skills in order to be successful in that uh, business so so tell me so what what happened with uh, with the flip-flop CEO how that all started <laughs> yes yes well and you bring up a good point that I just want to circle back to for a second okay. I think what happens is that a lot of people, because the barrier to entry in network marketing is so low, it's easy to get into and it's easy to get out of. And so when you said you've been in a lot of network marketing companies, what happens is that people do get into it, but they never really fully understand even what they're into. I mean, I don't know if this was you know, the situation with you, but I think what happens a lot of times is that people get kind of drug in by their friend and they say, yes. Come, do this. And they never really have a clear idea or treat it like the real business opportunity that it is. Yes. Yes. I, I, I know what you're saying because uh, I remember bringing in close to 250 people in one network marketing company. And I did that. Uh, it's just that I also understood that the people that I was that I was bringing in were not really looking at it as a business. It's almost like just kind of relying on me on how to run the entire thing. And I cannot clone myself. I mean, I'm only one person. And and I think for me, um, the draw was more the travel and just going in so many places. When I, I think at that time it wasn't right for me because my kids were still young. And if it if my kids weren't young. I would have probably been very, very successful in the network marketing. And that was the only reason why I, I decided not to continue. Yeah, I think you bring up another good point. I mean, I think a lot of people treat it like a lottery ticket. They kind of feel like, oh, I'm in. Now maybe I'll get lucky and win. And <laughs> I kind of, Hard work. <laughs> well, I equate it to, um, I think this is a really good analogy. I equate it to like joining a gym. Where uh -huh. you you know, people um, will join a gym and never go. And, you know, but gyms don't get a bad rap. I mean, with network marketing, it's the same thing. You, 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 you get the membership, but you have mm -hmm. work to see the results. And so what happens is the same thing with a gym. And if you don't have the right expectations going in, you're going to be disappointed. But if you go to a gym and you work out for a week, you don't expect your body to look completely different. We know that it takes a little bit of time. And it's the same way with network marketing, but people have 
wrong expectations when they get in. And they think, I think a lot of times they're used to working for a paycheck. They're used to trading their time for a paycheck. And when you do that, you know, and, and those are your expectations, this is going to be different because you're working for long-term freedom through residual income. So if you, if you know, just like going to the gym, that you're going to have to work out for three months before you see any difference or whatever, then, then you're going to go in and not be disappointed and not get in and get out and then be another one of those people out there that says, oh, yeah, I tried those and they don't work. And that's really what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really treating it like your own business. And I mean, any type of business, there's a lot of foundation that you need to establish and also making sure that, you know, you are using all the, all the different angles of running the business, the marketing, the branding, uh, the networking, everything. So if you're missing some of those things, then it's really not, you know, not going to work accordingly. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting that, um, you are now the flip-flop CEO. So I, I'm really curious about well, how that works. Yes, so what happened was um, Lori and I, after I had resisted for a year, uh, we were on a plane ride coming back from Denver and Lori uh, had fallen asleep and I was awake and desperate for something to read. So she had a little book sitting in her lap, which I grabbed and read. And this book, in 20 minutes completely changed my perception of network marketing. When she woke up after a year of us battling, I was, I said, oh my gosh, Lori, we can totally do this. And, and so I joined her, we jumped in with both feet and we treated it very much like a business. I had always been in business development. I'm, okay. I'm a good worker. I mean, I have really good skills. I'm, I have time management skills. I'm good at follow-up. And I just treated this like I had just been hired, you know, to do this job. And so we were very successful very quickly. We both, you know, we both did really well. And so what happened though, is as I got into it and started talking to people and especially my friends that were my age, I realized how many people have these misconceptions. Yes. And you can't even have a normal conversation with someone because they have these glasses on that are that taint everything yeah. <laughs> they were hurt by it <laughs> yes yes and and it is a stigma that is perpetuated it it it's so you know it's a problem it's really a problem because i believe that it is a brilliant solution for so many people but because of the misconceptions nobody ever gets a chance to even understand it. And so we, we were in a mastermind group actually, and this mastermind group um, knew how passionate I was about bringing clarity to this topic because it was the best thing that ever happened to me career-wise. Uh -huh. I was looking to replace a six-figure income. I wanted to have the freedom to work from wherever I was because we like to get out of Phoenix in the summer. And I wanted to work on my own schedule and I never would have looked at this. I didn't think it had, you know, those, it, it would ever give me those things. And yet it was exactly what I was looking for, but I didn't recognize it. So I am passionate about getting people to really just understand it, not to 
you know, try to recruit everyone, but to just bring clarity to the topic. So the mastermind group that we were in said, oh my gosh, you are so passionate about this. You need to write a book. And I said, I don't want to write a book. I have no desire to write a book. And I think I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't want to write a book, but <laughs> they encouraged us. And so You're probably we, not the only one. <laughs> I, I tell you though, do you talk to a lot of people that say that they want to write a book? I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that do want to do that. Uh-huh. But anyways, we, we, um, agreed we uh, they basically said there's a lot of different ways that it can look and so we worked it out and we we believed that there needed to be a a sassy girlfriend to girlfriend style book that calls out every elephant in the room that talks about every every myth every misconception and tells the other side of the story okay and that's what it is. It's really a very fun girlfriend to girlfriend style book. And it, it really just talks about what network marketing is and what it isn't. And so um, what we had hoped would happen is that when we wrote the book, we thought that network marketers would, who were like Lori and I, so if a network marketer comes home and talks to her mom and her mom says, no way, we thought that network marketer could hand the mom a book. And, you know, hand your husband, hand your best friend, whoever it is, this book and let the book explain what it is and what it isn't to the skeptic. I see. What happened instead is that network marketing leaders love the book, but they bought it for people on their team. They bought it for people that are in network marketing just to reiterate to them that this really does make a whole lot of sense. And even if your wife or your mom or your best friend doesn't get it, don't you know, don't let them steal your dreams. This really does make sense. So unfortunately, the book was mostly given to people that are already in network marketing, which we never even imagined would happen. Uh -huh. And so um, it still has not really made it to mainstream to, to individuals that we really hope to enlighten. And so, um, but then after the people that uh, do read the book, so I, I actually did a little experiment with a few um, gals that were around me that I thought would be great in this business that were very um, professional but would never probably consider network marketing. I gave them the book and asked them to read it and then give me their honest feedback. And time and time again, they come back and say, oh my gosh, this is so different than I thought. Well, how would I know if I would be good at this? How would I know if my skills from what I do now would transfer over to network marketing? And so we discovered there was a need for a second book. And the second book, um, Does the Shoe Fit, is to help bridge the gap between traditional nine to fives and network marketing. Because, you know, they're two yeah. different worlds. You know, it's, it's just like we said, if, if you're used to going to work for a paycheck and now you're working for long-term residual income and freedom, then it's a, different, it's a different situation. So you have to understand it going into it. And we actually um, have comparisons. We have people that were a nurse before, a teacher, an attorney, a chiropractor, and then ask them what is the same about what you've done before and what's different and what's hard, what's hard for you and what did you have to learn? And basically really helps make it easier for people that are in a traditional nine to five situation 
evaluate whether or not network marketing would be a good fit for them. Yeah, I think that's a really good book to to help people understand, you know, if it works for them or not. Um, I do have a question because you did mention that you have a lot of business development uh, experience. So coming out of the corporate world and getting into the network marketing and helping your daughter, uh, you know, work with the network marketing business. So what are the, the skills that you have brought in from the business development side of it into this business? You know, it's really interesting. What I'm going to put a little spin on what you said, because I think one of the things that a lot of, that holds a lot of people back from looking at this mm -hmm. is they see people around them doing network marketing in a certain way. They look at that person that's all over Facebook or that's having parties, that's, you know, all these things that they perceive network marketing is. I didn't want to do those things. I wanted to bring who I am into this business and who I am is someone that is used to being in a professional situation and, and sitting down and having a conversation with someone. Um, and so what I love about this business is that you're able to bring into it who you are and what you're comfortable with. If, you know, if somebody really wants to, um, you know, be the product expert and, you know, have um, presentations where they explain all the, all about the products and that kind of thing, they can do that, but you don't have to do the business that way. You can do the business a lot of different ways. And it's just like when I've been in any kind of sales position um, in my you know, 30 years in corporate America, when I would start a new job, I would go out with, you know, maybe five different salespeople to see how they all did their job. We were all had the same job, but every one of them brought their own personality and their own strengths into it. Okay. And that's the same way with this business. So when I got started, what I am good at is, um, you know, setting up appointments, taking a look at, you know, who I knew, and who I thought would be interested in this. Um, we really, as network marketers, have two different things that we represent. One is the products, and one is an online virtual business. And to me, those are two different conversations. You know, I think if I'm gonna talk to somebody about the products, I'm gonna, ha I don't, I'm gonna have one conversation, but if I'm gonna talk to them about possibly buying their own franchise, it's gonna, it's gonna consist of different information. And so um, I just was very comfortable talking about the business part of this because that's the part that I, that was so exciting to me that you could actually be this successful financially and do it around your life instead of having to go <clears throat> to a nine to five every day. You know, yeah. I love that part of it that you can do it on your own schedule. So what I brought into it was, you know, who I was as a professional and I treated it again exactly as I would have if, you know, I had just been hired to be a brand ambassador for this company and, and, and treating it seriously, you know, created great success. That's the thing. A lot of people get in and they have no idea what to do. They have, you know, you, like you said, they, and, and so it really takes, um, it takes having somebody that is going to be able to at least kind of show you the ropes, kind of give you the okay. lines. So uh, you mentioned there are two things, uh, the online virtual uh, services and the product. So how do you distinguish people when they are 
coming in brand new into the business and they have no idea what they need to do. So how do you qualify them for those two types of uh, programs you have? So we all have a circle of influence. We all have people in our lives that we know. And what I did was I looked at all of the people in my life that I knew and I looked at the people I'd worked with in corporate America who I had observed personally had really good um, work ethic, were professional, were um, the kind of person that I would like to, you know, if I started my own company that I would want to hire. Okay. The people that I felt that way about that over the years I had worked with or at some point in my life, those are the people that I wanted to go back to and, and ask them to join my business. And the people in my life that were, you know, my cousin, my aunt, my grandmother, you know, somebody that um, I didn't think was really going to be the best fit for the business, I would talk to you about the products. I and see. So it's more of a customer, ser customer selling of the product versus ham having them run a business. You know, it, so you really are running a business, but okay. it's like owning a coffee shop. If I own a coffee shop, I'm going to, and somebody walks in the door and wants to order a latte, I'm not going to give them all the statistics about how to have your own coffee shop franchise. I'm just going to ask them, do you, how do you want that latte? You know, do yeah. you want to cream in it or, you know, so serving the coffee to somebody is different than talking to somebody about the business. I and see. If, if somebody walks in and they only want a cup of coffee, I'm not going to talk to them about the business, but if they, if they want a cup of coffee, I'm going to give them the best cup of coffee they've ever had. So it really is, um, it's listening and it's, and it's being, um, being more about the other person than yourself. I think that's what happens to a lot of network marketers too, is they, they get in. I always saw it as people that were sort of just desperate and, you know, looking for people, kind of hunting for people. And I believe that I, I'm very picky about who I recruit because I'm going to go to work for them. I'm going to become their mentor and I'm going to help them be successful because I am only successful to the degree that they're successful. Mm -hmm. so if I sponsored 200 people. I would never be able to take care of 200 people. So I would rather sponsor four people and really teach them everything I know and help them be successful. And ultimately we would both be successful because this business rewards you to the degree that you help other people see the vision and understand how to participate in network marketing. Wow. That is actually absolutely, you know, agreeable to me because that's what you need to do in the network marketing is to build leaders. So I know that I have experienced some people that in a different network marketing, they would come in with this very slick, suit and talk about everything and then you know it's like convincing them right away to sign up at that moment without really taking the time to get to know people but in your case you are actually taking the time to get to know them and really uh making sure that they are the right fit for the for the business exactly and i think that is the big distinction i think years ago it used to be a numbers game it mm -hmm. used 
just like recruit as many people as you can and some are going to make it and some aren't and i don't think that it is i don't think that is the most um effective way to do this business and i also you you when you were talking about kind of the slick salesman type um i think the other thing that's sad is that there is so much hype about this business i mean what happens is when we when we do kind of look into this world, we see what the possibilities are, and it sounds too good to be true. And so we we end up just everybody just turns into the person who talks about you know the people that are doing that are rock stars making rock star income, and what is not talked about nearly enough are all of the people. So it it sets up the perception that you're either a rock star or you're nothing. You're either yes. the top or you're the bottom. And that is not true. And that is another, one of the misconceptions that we um, talk about in our books. There are a lot of people that are like me who mm -hmm. are able to do is match their corporate income, but do it on their own schedule and do it while I'm fly fishing in Montana instead of doing it when it's hot in Arizona. So it's, you know, it's a lifestyle that I wanted, but I didn't want to sacrifice the income. So um, for me, it was perfect. And so, and I think for a lot of people it would be perfect, but again, that I think network marketers are doing so much harm to the profession, to the reputation of the profession by, by talking about, about um, the people that are so successful versus the ones that fail and not talking about all of those people in between that you know, the mom that's able to stay home with her kids and still earn her, you know, corporate income. There's a lot of people that fall into that middle category um, as well that are not talked about. Okay. So uh, let me ask you, Janine, uh, how many years have you been in this business and how many people have you brought in into your company? That is such a good question. Um, I, I have been in the business for 16 years. And I'll tell you, what happened to me is that I became very successful very quickly. And Lori and I both earned our, our car um, we, in, a, in a year of being in the business. And, and again, I don't even like to say that because I think it, it perpetuates that, you know, that you can get really successful really quickly. But what happened to me is that I didn't want to just keep having people treat me like the used car salesman. I felt yes. there's something wrong here for, for people to have this perception about this business when it's mm -hmm. way there. The problem is the people you see are maybe the slick used salesman type person out there, but maybe you don't see the person that is subtly doing their business. They're not the ones that are out there in your face. They're the people that are just professionally doing the business. And so to me, that was really wrong. And so I just, I could not continue to just allow that to be without trying to be the change I wish to see. And yeah. what I wish to see is that people understand this business. And then if it's not for them, no problem, but at least know what you're saying no to. And so I got very sidetracked and became, you know, just a self-appointed ambassador okay. for marketing and, you know, did the books and then wrote the second book. And so 
I am so grateful that I am still being paid today for the people that I introduced 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And I'm, I'm, that is why I'm still on a mission to do this because when I've had the opportunity to experience being paid for work that you did 16 years ago, um, could I be making a whole lot more? Yes, if I had stayed on course and continued to do what I was doing. I went on a mission to do this other thing that is not as um, financially advantageous, but it's important to me. It's just important to me to, to, to set the record straight because I believe that there are so many people, especially right now with the pandemic yes. there are so many people that you know their their plan a has vanished they realize they should have had a plan b and maybe a lot of people if their plan a is still there they still have a job but maybe they're finally you know paying attention that we are vulnerable we are so vulnerable when we have all of our eggs in one basket and as a baby boomer you know we live a lot longer than 65 and so mm -hmm to live our lives and really play full out and do fun things we're going to need some more money coming in yes so, you know for me the the time that i spent in corporate america i didn't earn a pension i didn't i didn't have that kind of a job and so i was left with nothing to show for all of those years of hard work and network marketing has given me the opportunity to really in essence kind of earn that pension to pipe in yeah. Income, so I believe that baby boomers, especially too, because it allows them. This business allows them to mm -hmm. do this from wherever they are, do it around their lives, and there's no discrimination. That's the other thing is that at a certain age, I mean, I would not even know how to apply for a job if I <laughs> tomorrow because everything's done online. I can't go and just interview like I'm used to. Everything is, you know, so it's a different world than it was for me. And so this is just something that anybody, and especially again, baby boomers typically have a very good work ethic, um, you know, that they can, it's a business in a box. It's a virtual online kind of franchise in a box with all the infrastructure set up and you open it up and you become, you know, kind of a brand ambassador and you can bring you into it. You don't have to do it the way everybody else is doing it. If you are, you know, kind of turned off to the way other people are doing it, mm -hmm. that's okay. And so, um, again, I, I really am super passionate about this topic because I think, I think it's what so many people are searching for right now is a way to have a virtual business and yet they're not looking at this because of their misconceptions. Yeah. And I, I totally understand what you're saying because uh, I think at this time they should really be looking at every avenue of opportunities for them to um, recover from the lockdown and with, with having so many people that have lost their jobs. I mean, this is actually a really good information for them to watch and to really uh, reach out to you and learn more about it. Now, if uh, people are interested in uh, learning more about uh, what you do or how you can help them, how can they reach you, Jenning? 
Yes, I would love that. I, you know, our books, I'm going to offer um, the free chapters to the books to anyone that, you know, wants them, that listens to this. And um, our books will really help. But absolutely, I am here to help as well. And um, so we have uh, a website, theflipflopceo.com. And nice. are available there and also on Amazon. Um, the Flip Flop CEO is available in Audible or Kindle, and Doesn't She Fit is available in um, on uh, Kindle or hard copy. And if anyone, you know, just wants to ask someone that is objective, I, I'm not here to try to recruit them. And that's an unusual thing. Most of the time when you're talking to somebody, you're talking to someone that really is going to try to bring you into their business. The, the, um, blessing that I have had by writing these books is that I've gotten to know leaders from about 30 different companies. And all companies are not created equally, but the companies that we have in our book are the very, very reputable companies. And uh, we don't mention company name. Our book is not about a particular company. It's just a generic book to help you understand the business model of network marketing, which is really, um, you know, being paid for word of mouth advertising. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if anybody wants to contact me personally, my um, email is uh, Janine, J-A-N-I-N-E, at theflipflopceo.com. And I would be delighted to, um, to talk to anybody that just wants to have a little more clarity about what network work okay. is and what it isn't. Okay, I do have a question. Why did you call it the flip-flop? So um, I wear flip-flops and so <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's being able to be a CEO in your flip-flops and honestly, it's pretty hard to have a bad day when you have flip-flops on. Your, your toes feel free. Life is good. I love that. That is so cool. I, I actually now am getting why you called it that way. All right. Well, um, any last words to the people that are watching this show, Janine? I would just really, really suggest that you know, K-N-O-W, what you're saying N-O to. Don't, you know, stay open to the possibility that the solution you're looking for might look different than you think it does. And it's really important to make an informed decision because this business has changed tremendously, especially in the last five years with the internet and everything that um, you know has changed in our world. And so I would just say, um, and also maybe think about what you want your life to look like. Instead of thinking about what kind of job you're gonna get, think about what you would really, uh, ideally, what, how would you like to spend your days? Do you wanna wake up to an alarm clock or would you rather wake up when you wake up? Do you wanna live somewhere else? Then, you know, think about what's important to you and then figure out how you're going to be able to earn an income living that kind of lifestyle. Wow, that was amazing. I truly, truly appreciate your time and wisdom that you shared in this video interview. And to all of you, this is an incredible information for you to watch and to share it to all the friends that you have. I think, uh, especially nowadays, I mean, it is uh, a great opportunity for people to learn. So make sure to reach out to Janine and 
And also, don't, do not hesitate to subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a comment if you have any more questions. And I, uh, I will make sure that I bring you a lot of good information, so make sure you uh, tune into our future episodes, okay? So anyway, Janine, thank you so much for everything. And uh, we hope that we can book you again for another topic and we can talk to you and you can provide more information to the public. Thank you, right. Marie. Okay, thank you. So everyone, bye now and uh, see you again. Bye.